Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 17. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with a Mac Switcher podcast. Now, a Mac Switcher podcast is a podcast that is not for the longtime Mac user. It's not for the uber Mac geeks. It's for you, the person out there that has either just recently purchased their first Mac. Maybe you've only had a Mac for a year and you're still not quite sure about everything. Maybe you've just had your Mac for six months. Maybe... Just maybe you got your Mac last week. The first one, you're used to using a PC all of your life. Or perhaps you're one of those people out there who have used the PC all of your life. You've loved the PC experience. You love how you know how to do everything. Like it's the back of your hand. And then all of a sudden, one day they came out with this brand new piece of crap software called Vista. And you got got fed up with Microsoft and you said out with it, I'm going out, I'm going to buy a Mac. If that's you, this is your podcast. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I am fired up, my friend. You are, man. You're on a tear today. I am. Wow. It feels good to be good today. Yeah, whatever that meant. Anyway, Chris, what's up today? Oh man, we're getting new couches here in the in the in the chateau biting. It's it's uh it's fun and exciting times here, my friend. That is awesome. You know, I've never been invited over to the chateau. Well, you're gonna have to come over sometime. We soon. need we need to go. I you know what? I need to bring the video camera and we need to do a, like a little behind the scenes tour of, of the life of the former Mac genius known as biting. Sure. <laughs> it would be it would be a lot of of, uh, of me sitting watching my Apple TV and uh, playing Xbox. How do you like that new update you got for your Apple TV? Did we already talk about that? No, we haven't. So uh, the update came like out like a day after we recorded the show. Is that, so tell us about it. What's it like? I mean, what's going on there? It's pretty cool. I honestly haven't rented a movie yet, um, but man, it, it, podcasts are, are perfect. Uh, it looks like. It doesn't specific. You can't like subscribe to shows, which is kind of weird. But it does look like it caches the first one or two shows if you mark it as a favorite, um, because I've got high def content and stuff like that, and it's just it, it plays instantly. So okay, so it's, I have it's great. I have some questions for you then. Sure. Obviously, I'm I'm pretty interested in podcasting. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, if now does it browse just the iTunes library? Is that all it does there? Uh, it can, yeah. But is is yeah? If if you're if you're searching for a podcast, it's just searching the iTunes, uh, the online iTunes library. Yeah. Okay, and so it's pretty easy to find both audio and video podcasts. Absolutely. Awesome to hear. Okay, and so the next question is: What if a, there's a podcast that's not in the directory? Can you add a feed? Not at this time. Gotcha. All right. And and of course, now very important to me, have you ever uh well actually never mind, because that answers that question. So therefore you can if if at this time you cannot add a feed into the director, that means if a feed happens to be password protected, there's probably no way to enter in the username and password. No, it's I haven't come across any quote unquote premium content that's on iTunes for podcasts yet. So. Well, you're about to this week, my friend. 
Cliff, oh yeah, yeah. Cliff is starting some uh, special stuff. If I if I can just take a minute to announce a couple things. Sure. This show is sponsored by GSPN.TV. That's right. Uh, for those who are part of our monthly support team uh, over at GSPN.TV slash donate, uh, anybody that's signed up for any of the amounts on a monthly basis are going to start getting some um, some premium content, content only available to them. We're going to try for as long as possible, if not indefinitely forever, we are going to try to keep all of our existing content 100% free. That really depends on the success of a bunch of other things, but at this point in time, there is no desire, and in fact, I don't want to charge for what we currently have. Mm-hmm. However, our TV show fan podcasts are our most popular things that we do. And Stephanie and I just started a brand new show last night called TV Talk with Cliff and Stephanie, which is where we're going to cover all the TV shows that we watch no matter what they are, even if we're just watching one episode of it. Uh, but we're going to cover all the TV shows that we don't watch already to do podcasts on. And so, um, and that's only going, to, that feed will only be available to people who have signed up for the monthly support team. Cool. Now, that, I know that you came on pretty much just before you started uh, to uh, co host with me here. Did you remember the, the show called Net Junk? Uh, yeah, actually, I think it was on Net Junk once. Oh, you were. That's right. Matter of fact, yeah. I think that's when uh, Rob introduced you and I. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, Net Junk was this podcast that I used to do uh, about technology and different little things to help people improve their productivity and stuff like that. Well, I, that kind of evolved into screencasts. And what I've decided is I really want to get back into doing some quick and easy screencasts to help people understand how to use Twitter and Twitter applications and different online web applications. And uh, that's going to be something that's going to be only available to the folks who are on on the monthly support team. Plus, there's going to be some other benefits that I'll be announcing later this week uh, and over the upcoming weeks. And so... What's nice is that there are some other premium content podcast providers out there, and it's kind of like you pay $3 a month and that you get, or $4 a month or $5 a month, and you get that podcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, as you know, I, I already produce 17 podcasts. By the end of this week, I'll have 20. Uh, and, it, and basically, in essence, you can choose your own amount, any, anywhere between $5 and $25 a month, depending on what you feel in your heart to give. Because what you're doing is not buying that content. You're, you're helping to support everything that we're about here at GSPN, giving entertaining, educational, encouraging, inspiring, uh, wonderful content that we love to produce. And you're helping to support my family so that I can do this full time and live <laughs> the American dream. And so, uh, basically, whatever ch- amount you choose, you pay that one amount, and you get everything we provide. Isn't that cool? It is cool. And it's so, like America and apple pie. It friend. is like America and apple pie. <laughs> so, anyway, that thank you for allowing me to do that. So, this episode is sponsored by the monthly support team. And uh, go to gspn.tv/donate and help me make a living. Help me feed my kids, please. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, but hey, we got a wonderful show tonight, so I'm excited about. Did you want to say anything else about your Apple TV Take Two? It's awesome. I love it. Uh, I'll let you know how renting a movie is, but from what I've read, it's it's pretty seamless, seamless and awesome. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Did you hear that they got rid of the uh, the HD DVD? Is actually uh, has has going to be removed from Walmart later this year, and. Uh, 
I, yeah. What else did I hear? Something somebody uh, else moved was... from Best Buy, and Netflix is going to stop doing it. So yeah, Blu-ray has uh, pretty much won the uh, the battle, which is cool because uh, I was kind of waiting for a winner here. Gotcha. So uh, so the the Blu-ray. The thing is, is I think that. It may be too late. I, I think Blu-ray might as well pack up camp. I think Blu-ray is going to go the way of VHS tapes uh, in the future. I, I just I can't see having a scratched up disc laying around the house. Of course, you don't have kids, so it's a right. little, little different for you. But yeah, Apple TV, awesome. I recommend uh, if uh, get it. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, I want to give a shout out to a, a, a good friend of mine. Her name is uh, Je- Jennifer Linolo, and she is with um, the Culinary Media Network. Uh, you know Chef Mark, right? Mm-hmm. It's Chef Mark's business partner. And she recently went out and purchased herself a MacBook Pro. And congratulations to both Chef Mark and Jennifer for getting their, they both got an iPhone, the 16 gig versions, I think. Cool. Yeah. How awesome is that? I tell you, I want to go work for them. Anyway, <laughs> so um, anyway, she got a she got a Mac. She she has been listening to all of our back catalog of the Help I Got a Mac show. Cool. And well, she, hopefully she'll uh, have a lot of questions for us. I hope so. I'm hoping that she will uh, get in here and ask some uh, questions live, or or send in even some by uh, email and stuff like that. That would be very cool. Awesome, and I think we got some questions tonight. We have questions galore. We, I, I think, don't we even have some phone calls that came in? Yeah, from Alaska, Brad, we got a call. And uh, do you have that queued up? I'll tell you what, I just now getting ready to go and download that from Alaska, Brad. Now, so I'm hitting. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go. Uh, yeah, oh, here it goes. Finally, sorry about that. I was going to skip it for a second, but here. Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Alaska Brad giving you an update on my hard drive partitioning. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your help. Uh, It went very smooth. However, of course, there always is a however. As I was, I had like 57 gigs to back up on Time Machine, the initial backup before it started doing its incremental. There's only a two-foot FireWire cable, and I moved my MacBook and tipped over my uh, my book, uh, and it like locked up. I'm so frustrated. A 500 gig FireWire hard drive is now kind of hosed. I'm getting like this disc one S one or something. And I don't know if there's any fix for it. Help. (laughs) I got a hard drive. Uh, I need to find my receipt and see if I can take it back to the store that I purchased it at. But, uh, I don't know if this is uh, if this hard drive is salvageable. Thanks for your time. Bye. All right, Chris. Um, wow, Brad. I am so sorry to hear that. I don't think there's anything you can do with that, is there? I mean, can you put it in the dishwasher and see if it works? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> it, it, normally, dropping it's going to cause a problem because uh, for those who don't really understand hard drives or, or know what's inside of them, there's little like glass or, or I don't even know what they're made of, glass or aluminum or whatever, little, little platters that spin really, really fast, you know, a couple thousand times a minute. And then there's these little fingers that kind of sweep right over it, uh, you know, that have like the change magnetic fields and stuff like that. It's all kind of voodoo. But uh, if those are spinning and you drop it, a, a lot of times if it's trying to access data when you drop that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to ding the head or, or, or ding those platters or, you know, it's going to cause a problem. And if it's, a, if it's a physical problem with the drive, there's really nothing you can do. But I thought that we would talk about 
some hard drive utilities in case you do have a hard drive problem that fails, you know, that's not caused by a physical problem. Okay, well, let's talk about some of that. Sure. There's a handful of applications uh, for the Mac that are, that are awesome for fixing hardware, or um, sorry, for, for fixing hard drive type issues. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is Disk Utility uh, because it's free. And Disk Utility is built into uh, OS X. It's built into your Tiger or, or, or Leopard, you know, a 10.4 or 10.5. And the way you, 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 can, you can start it up and use it to, to check things on your computer, and it's located in your Applications folder in the System Utilities folder, or the Utilities folder, and it's called Disk Utility. And you can't do anything to the drive unless you boot off of your Restore Disk. And if you boot off your Restore Disk, you have access to Disk Utility, then you can repair your disks. So and it does some some minor repair. It doesn't. It's not a fix all, and that's why I've recommended a couple other ones. But that's a really good utility to run kind of first if you're having problems with your with your Mac not starting up properly. And what is the name of that software? Disk Utility. Disk Utility, and that's that's it's already in your uh, Leopard or your Tiger installation of uh, the Mac. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is uh, Drive Genius, and it's from ProSoft Engineering, and they're located at prosofteng.com, and they sell a program called Drive Genius, and Drive Genius does a bunch of stuff. We used to use it at the Apple Store, uh, so it's one of those programs that Apple uses internally, and it, it, it does a lot of cool things. What it does is uh, you can uh, optimize your drive, you can, you can add or delete or expand partitions, which are like... A partition is is basically, um, basically the the file system. When you look at your hard drive and you see, you know, Mac HD, that's a partition, and you can create extra partitions on your hard drive, so you can split it up into pieces. It's kind of like a pie. You can take that pie and cut it up into pieces. You can do the same thing with your hard drive. Uh, another thing it does is secure erasing, and if you want to remove, you know, some documents or or things like that, and you don't ever, you don't want the ability to ever. Uh, have it being re- recovered, it does a shredding, which will write over that data and all sorts of stuff. Um, it'll also do an integrity check on your drive. Uh, it'll also do a repair on your drive. It'll rebuild your volume structures. So if, uh, if there's a problem with your, with your drive, it's not reading right, you can run this, and it'll kind of rebuild your hard drive. Uh, it'll also fix your per- permissions, which we've talked about, which are uh, the volume permissions to improve application performance and compatibility. And finally, another thing it does is it does defragmenting. And I'm sure uh, if you used Windows in the past, uh, defrag sounds like a, a very familiar thing. Now, in, uh, now in OS X, defrag, there is no defrag program. You cannot just start uh, going to your computer and click on defrag and, and have it run. And the reason for that is because typically OS X will do some defragging on its own automatically, which keeps your system optimized and things like that. But if you do move really, really big files around onto the, you know, if you edit video files or large audio files on your Mac, your drive will become fragmented. You know, pieces of it will kind of be strewn throughout the drive. And Drive Genius allows you to defrag that and optimize the drive, which is pretty cool too. Gotcha. So that's Drive Genius. All right. And that's $99. Mm hmm. Okay. The last one is made by a company called Alsoft. It's A L S O F T dot com. And this program is called Disk Warrior. And for the longtime Mac user, this is kind of like your your most important utility program. If you if you get it, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's again ninety nine ninety five, so it's a hundred dollars. 
And what Disk Warrior does, it does one thing and one thing only, and that's bring drives back from the dead. Yeah. If you've, if you've got a drive that just will not boot at all, it just sits there. If you run Disk Warrior, a lot of times it's going to fix it. I don't know how. I'm not even going to try to attempt to figure out how AlSoft does it. It's voodoo, and it, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right. one of those that if, if, if you've had a Mac for quite a while, at some point you probably ran Disk Warrior to kind of bring your computer back, back right. to life. Now, for those of you out there that are still with us and you're the Mac user, brand new Mac user, perhaps you're just thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, what did they just say? Don't worry about it. That's about as advanced as we get in this episode. But there are some people out there that could have an issue with their hard drive, and you may want to get in and see if you can recover some data. And so uh, first try using the disk utility that comes with your Tiger or Leopard installation of Mm -hmm. OS X. Uh, Then if that doesn't work, you could try either Drive Genie or Genius or Disk Warrior. So... Anyway, hopefully yeah, if, those if, things if, will work for you. If you wanted to spend money on just one of those applications, spend your money on Disk Warrior gotcha. by far. Wonderful. All righty. So let's move back into the land of the new Mac user and uh, bring it back down to a level of sophistication where it's like, okay, I just got this thing out of the box kind of. Still fresh. It even smells new. Uh, <laughs> what do you have for some, uh, maybe, how about a new Mac user tip? Something that, that maybe we're used to doing on the Windows side of things, but but now how do you do it on a Mac? Do you have any of those kind of tips? I do, Cliff. And uh, I'll, as you know, especially on the, on the Windows side, uh, a lot of people deal with what, what are called zip files. Yep, and what zip files are are people will take a bunch of a, a bunch of files or a folder, and instead of just downloading all those individual files, what it'll do is it'll take all those files and put them in one file, and it, it'll compress them so you can store a lot more on that file. So if if you download this file and it's ten megabytes, when you unzip it or open it, it's actually could be twenty or twenty five. Megabytes. Really, they've gotten it to where it can do that much compression now. It depends on. Uh, it depends if the file's not already compressed. If gotcha. It's a, if it's an MP3, yep. it's not going to compress it too much more. Exactly. If it's a JPEG or anything like that, it's not going to compress it more. But, but if, if it's, it's a, a raw BMP file, image file, or or it, a, a it, wave it could, file, um, wave it would probably compress more. If it's a if it's a text document like a Word doc or or a bunch of Excel files, those can be can be, can be compressed a lot. And normally, you'd have to buy a program or download a program to be able to zip and unzip files. Well, uh, Mac OS X has it built in, and you just use the built-in compress tool. And uh, what it does is it, uh, it'll compress one file into a zip or also multiple files and folders. And all you do is you just highlight the files that you want to zip, You know, if it's a group of files or just one of them, and then right-click it or control click if you have one button and um, you, sele- you select compress and it'll all of a sudden put a nice little zip file on your desktop. Very cool. And what's great about this is a lot of, a, a lot of Windows users uh, use zip files all the time so if you have a bunch of documents and you want to send it to somebody through email uh, you just compress them, send it to them and any Windows user who uses like a program like WinZip or, or anything like that, WinRAR or whatever can open them up and use them. Very cool. So somebody in the forum is asking, uh, can you add passwords uh, to the 
uh, zip file such as you can on the Mac on the PC side? I don't believe you can. I think it's just a straight flat file. So okay, one of the, one of the things that um, I use um, f- zip files for is not necessarily to save on the size, but it, it's kind of nice to just package a bunch of small files, you know, maybe 20, 30 different images, put it into a zip file and send it via an email. That, that to me is what I typically would use a zip file for. And, right. and I find that archiving all those into one little file it, it is kind of nice. So now that, also on the Mac, there was a, there's SIT files or stuff it files and stuff it was kind of the Apple way of of doing zip files, and uh, there's a pro- there's a company called Aladdin Soft that makes a program called Stuff It Expander, and it's free to download. You set, you have to give them your email address and stuff, which is why I, I don't like really using it anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are some you'll still see some files out there that are in an SIT format. And if you get Stuff It Expander and just do a Google search for Stuff It, all one word, S T U F F I T, you can open those files too. Very cool. And then Kilo Delta in our forum, he says that there's a nifty little archiver tool called the Unarchiver, uh, which you can get at, well, I, I guess just go into Google and search for Unarchiver. And what I'll do is, since he has it in the chat room here, I'll put a link to this in our show notes. If I can get the chat room to stop moving on me here. Hold on one second. <laughs> here we go. So I will just going to paste that right there and i'll have that in the show notes later so uh that's another utility now somebody else in the chat room says hey i got a question for you what is better a macbook pro or a macbook air i'm gonna say pro by far pro by far i agree 100 percent. absolutely um the difference between the the pro and the air Number one, the air is for people who have money to throw out the window, <laughs> and it makes we we did an episode of uh, talking about the MacBook Air right after it was announced, and when it comes down to it, neither one of us I think like it at all. Is there anything that you can think of that that no. has any redeeming quality whatsoever? It's the Paris Hilton of laptops, in my yeah. opinion. It, um, it, it's cool looking. It's pretty, but there's not a whole lot of, stu- of substance. I mean, it's it, it's light. If if ultra portability is your thing, then maybe go for it. I uh, I disagree. You know, I, 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 I would I would I would get no, the MacBook. I disagree. If if ultra portability is your thing, the MacBook Air is not it because it is it takes it's the same footprint. It is the same exact footprint as any other laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as like, yeah. Ultra, as- ultra portability to me says it's smaller, fits in my lap. You know, maybe I've got this fat guy in front of me on the airplane. Well, okay, maybe there's a guy like me in front of me on the airplane, <laughs> and and I have my tray down, and he leans back, and you know what? If I if I can't get my MacBook open to to sit down comfortably, you're not going to get the MacBook Air. Oh no! To, yeah, to give you I, I any bit more portability than anything else, it's so, going to be smaller in your laptop bag. If that's a big deal to you, it, it, it's not. It's the. It's going to be thinner in your laptop bag. So you could fit. Th- you could fit two or three of them in there, whereas you might fit one other. But it, it's horrible. It's a piece of junk. Don't buy one. <laughs> uh, Director Mattis asking, uh, "What are some big cons of getting a MacBook Pro? Uh, more money." 
it runs really, really hot. I've got a MacBook Pro, and it, it's scorching when I'm doing any kind of video editing or anything like that. So you want to you don't want to keep it on your lap because all the heat dissipates through the aluminum case. Uh, other than that, though, man, it's a beautiful laptop. It's got a bigger footprint. You know, it's a 15 inch or 17 inch, but man, it's fast. Yeah, it's got a great video card in it. I love my MacBook Pro, but at the same time, I use my MacBook way more just because it's smaller. Yeah. I If I had to do it all over again, I – well, you know what? I don't know. If I had to do it all over again and I wanted a Mac, I definitely had to have a Mac, which, by the way, for those of you who are not aware of this – uh, recently, we I've made a computer. Uh, uh, I've made a what I call a major computer purchase since I purchased my MacBook, and there was a decision to be made whether or not I was going to get an- another Mac or a PC, and opted to get a Windows XP uh, preloaded laptop computer for half the cost of of a MacBook. And Stephanie has um, a wonderful time with it. Works perfectly. Does everything she wants to, to to do and more. And it's got and it's a pretty powerful little machine. It's got a two and a half gigs of RAM and got a massive processor in it. Core Duo, Core Duo, and I think we paid like eight hundred bucks for it. So I mean, it, the thing cranks out things like crazy. And it's got Windows XP, which I love. So uh, <laughs> I want you to know again. You know that if if you're you know, Mac's not the only thing out there, but Mac will be, in my mind, in my personal opinion, Mac OS will be Vista every single day of the week. I happen to believe that Vista is the new ME for Microsoft. That's a bold statement, my friend. It, it, from what I just heard Leo Laporte on one of his podcasts <clears throat> talking about the fact that they are already looking at the next version of Windows. Oh yeah, yeah. Windows two thousand seven. Yeah. See. Um. Or no, Windows seven is what they're calling. Yeah, I'm Windows sorry. seven. There's already some alphas floating around. So. Yeah. So and and if that tells you anything, it's like, hello. What? How long did me last? Yeah, exactly. So, me. Me was good if your computer came with it. No, if you it, bought, no, if you bought it, it was it was a nightmare. That's. Hey, not I, used, true. I used to run me. I never had a problem with it. Really. Yeah. Oh, that thing was trash. Anyway, <laughs> but this isn't that podcast. But anyway, um, so yeah, anyway, that's what we wanted to say there. Now, I have, uh, I'd like to go back into some of the original content because since we have been podcasting, what episode are we on? 17 now? Can you believe 17. that? So I know that that Jennifer, I told you before the show started, I believe, or maybe did I tell you during the show? I have no idea. But she's gone back and she's listening to the archives of, of the content that we have here. And there are going to be some people that maybe don't want to do that. And so every now and then I think it's okay to bring in some of the basics of basics. So let's just say for the very first time somebody's just recently opened up their MacBook or their MacBook Pro. So sure. this lo- this little laptop, you've opened it up, and you've always been a PC user. So let's keep that in mind. Now you have this big, huge, honking trackpad with one button. Okay. Now when you when you open it up and you by default and you use it, you pretty much uh, can't do any kind of tapping. You can't do any scrolling. You can't do anything with this trackpad other than move the, the move the cursor around and you only get the one button so let's just say off the bat chris how does one who has just got this brand new laptop 
how do they get to a right click without changing any settings? Sure. Without changing any settings? Without changing any settings. What, so there's one button, but what if you wanted to do some kind of right-clicking Sure, feature? without without changing any settings and just using it the way it, you know, that Steve the way it is out of the box. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you hold down the control button and then click your mouse, it's the exact same thing as right-clicking. Very good. And, and you know, that, that sounds so basic, uh, and, and that's what our podcast is. This, this is a basic podcast. So if you're wondering... Control button, hold it down and hit the mouse key uh, or mouse button, and that will give you your right click functionality. However, Chris, let's walk them through something that uh, I believe everybody should do before you do anything else on your MacBook. I think everybody should do this. And that is uh, what you want to do is go ahead and click the little blue. Is it blue and leopard as well? The little Apple logo at the top? It's black and gray. Oh, they changed it. Okay, so click the little apple on the top left-hand corner, and then where do we go? We go to system preferences. Uh, for what? We're gonna change. Get. We're gonna put the scrolling, the two tap oh, features, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Syst- system preferences. So you're gonna click the apple logo at the top left-hand corner, then click system preferences. Yep. Okay, and that's gonna pull up your system preferences pane, and then you're gonna see an option in here that says. Uh, keyboard mouse keyboard and mouse and you're going to click on that now uh i don't know if they've changed this in leopard but one of the things that you'll see is trackpad gestures is that in leopard now it's going to say trackpad or it's going to say mouse if you have a if you have a p uh, a uh, a desktop like an imac or a mac pro okay but we're talking specifically for the laptops here okay okay it's trackpad okay so we're gonna it says trackpad gestures and then there's a little check mark or a little box where you can put a check mark in. It says, use two fingers to scroll. Okay. And I want you to go ahead and check that. And as soon as you check that, it's automatically applied. There is no quote unquote apply button. Like you'd have to apply all of your settings on the on the PC side of things. When you choose an option, boom, it immediately changes that. So now what you can do, and, and you can try this out. Uh, go to any kind of web browsing page that has a scroll bar, and what you can do now is you can scroll. You put two fingers down on your on your trackpad, and then any and of course it doesn't have to be on the right hand side. You know, on a on a PC on the trackpad, you have to go over to the right hand side of the trackpad to scroll up and down. Well, put two fingers anywhere on that trackpad, and then drag them down, and you'll see that it immediately starts scrolling for you. And that goes for left and right, and you can do that anywhere on the on the pad. Now, the other thing is is that you can do, uh, you can choose. Uh, let's see here. There's an option that says tap trackpad using two fingers for secondary click. I choose to do that, and I love it. So, um, whenever there is something I want to right click on, I move the mouse with my one finger wherever I need to highlight or to do my right click. And then I just take two fingers and, and as long as you do two at the same time, it'll pull up your right clicking options. I love that. <laughs> Is there anything else that you think that this should change in here while they're, while we're looking at it? No, I think uh, two finger scrolling and the, and the secondary click two finger maneuver is it's just it. I stopped using a mouse after I did this. It's yep. so good. It is. And, and let me tell you, I've gone back to Stephanie's computer 
And it literally takes me 10 or 15 minutes every single time I sit down to it to figure out why in the world this thing's not scrolling and why the right click when I double click on her trackpad's not working. I mean, it just totally rocks. So another thing that I want to teach you guys that that are brand new uh, to your to your Mac, and this is not just for the laptops, but it's also for your your iMacs and Mac Pros and all those other Macs that you have out there. Uh, from the PC side of things, you're used to doing control or copy paste and cut as holding down the control button, the control V C and and uh, Z. Uh, so control C for copy, control X for cut. Uh, control Z for undo, control V for uh, paste. If you've been used to those keystrokes on the PC side of things, uh, the good news is that it's almost the same. It just takes a little bit to get used to, but now instead of using the control key, you will use your command key or your Apple key to do that. And so you hold down the Apple key and hit C after you've highlighted some text and it'll copy it and then hit Apple V and then it will paste it for you. So that's cool. that's very cool. And then uh, one last thing on and again back to the laptop only. Uh, and I and this is specifically for Jennifer and, and and people like her that have just got their their MacBook or MacBook Pro. Uh, the delete key is literally the backspace key. Okay. Uh, the only thing is, is I can tell you if you want the delete key to function like a delete key should or the way we're used to having it on a PC, hold the, I think it's the alt button. Is that the right button? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna try it real quick. Hold on one second. So I am pulling up a screen here. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, someone's saying it's function and delete. Yes, that's why I wanted to check it. Thank you very much, Kilo Delta. Uh, you hold down your function key and hit the delete, quote unquote, backspace key. And that will give you the ability to, to kind of use the delete key functionality that we're used to on the Windows side. So I think with those little bits of information, I you know, we'll probably come back and revisit these little bits of knowledge probably every 15 episodes or so yeah yeah because Absolutely. i i think there are there are more and more people buying Macs, and i think it's always good to cover these uh kilo delta saying saying it's also good to cover the eject key and what do you what is he thinking what do you think he's saying that we need to cover about the eject key well on 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 a windows machine you can just hit the eject button on a a cd or dvd and it just pops out the tray right on a mac you've got a it's mounted to the computer, so you have to uh, there's you have to detach it basically. And the easy way to do that is located on every keyboard on a Mac is an eject key. It's right next to the F12 key on a laptop, and I think it's located the it's the very top right corner key on an Apple keyboard. And you press and hold that in, and it, that disc will spit out. So a lot of people don't realize like, oh man, where's the eject button on my on my computer? It's on your keyboard. Gotcha. That, that's odd because that one just kind of just jumped out as me as being obvious. But I guess uh, I'm just used to seeing that that little symbol up there for eject. I do have a question, um, Chris, for you that uh, that, you know, that might be in the minds of some people. Now, on the PC side of things, I remember when we when thumb thumb drives came out, uh, you would plug them into the USB drive 
and Windows would like tell you that you're going to burn in hell if you uh, unplugged it without hitting that safely removed drive thing. Mm-hmm. Well, since XP, I've never seen that message anymore. I, I see the little option to tell it to stop searching or stop using or whatever and and stuff like that. But if I pull it out, it never gives me that, you know, you're, you've done something evil kind of thing. Right. Uh, but on the MacBook, I, I get that same. I get that message I got back with Windows ninety eight. It says, "Whoa, hold on, illegal function here, buddy." You know, it's like you looking at my girlfriend. I mean, it, it's giving <laughs> me that kind of uh, feeling here. So, so let me let me ask you if if I take my thumb drive out without what we call unmounting it or ejecting it from the drive, um, is that going to be a problem? It can, uh, and not always. You know, uh, I, I can remove it. You know, a hundred times uh, with without ejecting it, quote unquote. And and basically, all you do is you take your the icon of your thumb drive on your desktop and drag it to the trash, and it it, it unmounts it. Right. Um, there have been times, and it happened on an iPod I had, where I just yanked it out before it, it wasn't. You know, before it got unmounted, and the whole thing got deleted. Now, I have seen that happen on an iPod, which, again, you know, of course, now to these days I haven't seen that very often. Uh, but it's still these thumb drives, are, they, they still act a little funny. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it has something to do with it, it being a, a, a Unix-based operating system, the way it wants to mount drives and stuff like that. One of the things that I, I do notice, it, or one of the things that I will say is that um, if – there, I mean, if there is consistently data that's going back and forth to this drive, uh, then obviously you would want to hit uh, that eject button uh, or drag it to the trash can or whatever you want to do, so the the operating system knows that you're about to 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 yank this thing out. But I, I mean, for a USB drive, I can. I mean, it's like okay, I'm not telling it to take. Um, I'm not telling it to take data off of it, and I'm not telling it to put data on it. I don't have any program that is using it as a quote-unquote memory storage or backup device. So I can't think of any reason why whatsoever that I literally would need to go in and tell it to eject that drive. Yeah, I just do it out of habit just because I've been burned by my iPod before. So like I said, you, you could do it 100 times and it's not going to probably won't won't make a big deal. All right. And so and what we're talking about here is go ahead and plug in any kind of USB uh, storage device at all and you'll see that it'll pull up a little icon on your desktop. It'll look like a little disk drive. Um, and if you open up your Finder window, which uh, the Finder window is that little window that you get when you click the magnifying glass on the top right-hand corner, uh, you'll see a list of uh, disk drives on the left-hand side. If you plug in a USB device, it'll show up there as well with a little eject button to the right of it. And so um, there are three ways, it, it appears to me, that you can unmount or, or, or tell the, the computer basically that you're ready to stop using it. Uh, basically, number one, you can, in the Finder window, you can click the little tiny uh, gray eject button, and it'll say, okay, it, it, it'll disappear. Um, number two, the, right, the icon that's on your desktop, you can right-click it uh, or control-click, or on your MacBook Pro with the settings we just gave you, you can do a two-finger click on the icon, and you can, uh, there's an option to eject disk, 
And the third one is what Chris said is if you're on your desktop, you can just take that disc and you can drag it to your trash can and it will unmount it. Then you can safely remove your drive. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it looks like someone, uh, one of our guests in the chat room is, is saying, hey, can you guys address the uh, home slash n page up, page down keys on the MacBook Pro? Um, what you do, it, it, for those who don't know, on, on, a MacBook Pro, on a MacBook Pro and on a MacBook, the, the little arrow keys also function not only as arrow keys, but as page up, page, page down keys and home and end keys. And the way you get those to work, you would think it would be function, but it's not. It's the uh, Apple key or the command key is what they're calling it now. And it's that little key next to the keyboard. If you press those uh, and use that, it'll work just fine. So the Apple key and then mm-hmm. up, down, left, and right is your home, end, and page down and page up. Yes, unless you have spaces turned on, and then I think spaces also uses that as a as a shortcut too. So, very cool. Well, What's say, nice about Mac OS X is you can remap all your keys uh, in your system preferences. So, very cool. Well, we're already at forty minutes for this episode. We have so many more things in our show notes that we can talk about. But you know what? That's the nice thing. We'll keep building it, and uh, we'll come back and cover all your questions. We record this show every Monday night at 7 p.m. If For those of you who have been listening to the archives, we have moved from the Sunday night time slot to now on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we would love for you to join us on TalkShoe. Uh, basically, the best way to do it is just, just for right now, temporarily go to uh, GS... Actually, for, well, for long term, go to gspn.tv slash live and that will take you to a page uh, that will give you a list of the upcoming shows and and all of those things. It'll tell you what's coming up next. And um, so we would love for you to participate live with us. You can ask questions just like the folks here in the chat room did uh, as we were going through the show. Uh, you can also call in. I don't think we have any live callers that were, were on the telephone, but we do have the ability for you to call in and ask us questions while we're live. And, of course, you did hear Alaska Brad call in, and how he did that was he left us a voicemail. You can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, by giving us a call at area code 859-795-4067. That's area code 859-795-4067. And, uh, Chris, did you want to say anything about your upcoming podcast? Any new news on that? Well, the uh, the company I found out who I was doing my hosting through is actually switching, and they're kind of going out of business. So <laughs> well, that's what I'm you get to... for being ultra cheap, man. Go to GoDaddy. So instead of uh, instead of developing the site and then having my search engine results and stuff get all all squashed, I uh, I decided to wait for a little bit and kind of regroup on what I want to do. So if you go if you go into the help or if you go to gspn.tv/forum. And in the Mac section, there are some affiliate links there. If you decide to, <laughs> if you decide to go with GoDaddy, click on that link, and uh, we get a discount or we get a commission on that. And uh, if anybody's going to buy anything from the online Apple Store, there's an affiliate link there too. Uh, we get a one percent <laughs> of whatever you purchase. Uh, but hey, folks, we're looking for either a sponsor for this show. Uh, hopefully we can get a sponsor sometime within the next month or two. Um, and you know, we are, if, 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 
things don't work out, then we'll have to look at some other options. But uh, right now, we're looking to build our monthly support team. And if we get to uh, 1,000 monthly supporters, then we will be able to continue to provide tons of podcasting for absolutely no cost to you whatsoever. Uh, If you're interested in finding out what the monthly support team is, please visit today, right this minute, if you wouldn't mind, just go there and read about it at gspn.tv slash donate. So if you enjoyed this program and you would like it to to see it continue, just do me a favor and at least read uh, what I have written there at gspn.tv slash donate. All right, Chris, anything else? I think that's it, my friend. All right. Awesome show here, folks. We are out of here. We will be back next Monday evening, 7 p.m. Until then, uh, go to gspn.tv and join the community. I'm out of here. Thanks, Chris. See you later, buddy. support this show visit gspn.tv slash donate today